knocking it out of the park. Ready your ears. Time to test your ability to change lanes. Enjoy the ride. Here we go. Another podcast from the group Changing Lanes Above the Neck. Stay tuned to absorb real discussions for and about real people. not professionals just talking about the world so i'm david alan's here again for the second sunday in a row and we got a couple topics to discuss and i'll let alan take it away good morning america this is alan reynolds how are you hope all is well in your part of the world um oh and this is not uh limited to america hello world um David appears to want to uh, go internationally to begin the day. So, briefly, to the Olympics. I think it's been an, an excellent spectacle. Uh, I've enjoyed a variety of different sports, uh, such as Brazil winning their first gold in, in soccer in a shootout. Uh, I've watched uh, ladies' uh, soccer, ladies' uh, gymnastics, water polo, um, a variety of sports I've never endeavored into, but can appreciate the hard work that uh, these these athletes put in. Uh, and of course, I've enjoyed uh, seeing Usain Bolt uh, capture history uh, with his three-peat. And wow, the, uh, the end of the 4x100 relay, just amazing. <laughs> just amazing. I'm really curious as to what he has planned for his future after retiring from, uh, uh, I guess, professional sports. It's it's almost like he's in his prime. Yeah, I, I think he's got another couple another, of years. Uh, easy. Another four years. Maybe not another four, but another couple easily. Man, he kicks some serious butt, though. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. I watched uh, quite a few uh, sports, you know, the usual basketball and uh, women's gymnastics and soccer and even a little bit of golf, tennis, uh, fencing. But one, you know, and it's and it's probably a great sport, but I just cannot wrap my head around it. You know which one that is? No, what is it? Men's floor exercise gymnastics. Why? You know, those guys are great athletes. You know, they can do handstands across the world. They can do it all. But when they pirouette in a corner, I don't know. It's just me. It's just one of those things. <laughs> so what can you say? <laughs> I can't explain it. Okay. I didn't see that particular event, but okay. It was very interesting. Hmm. But, you know, uh, United States, I haven't seen the last of the medal count. Uh, last time I saw we were in the hundred. Over Tri- 100. Triple digits. Yeah. And uh, we were kicking everybody else's butt. And l- like I said before on a previous podcast, you know, it, it'd be nice if we could work out the world's problems with Olympics. Hmm. You know, weed out war, terrorism, all that good stuff. And just just, just go back to the old school. You know, get the Olympics, you know, kick some butt and, you know, move on. That would be super nice. Hmm. Without a doubt. But yeah, but... Let's get to a subject that's true and near 
and dear to my heart, having true friends. Okay. Um, what do you think about true friends? Someone that's that's with you through thick and thin. You know, you know, no matter if you screw up or, or what what happens to you. You know, they they need to be part of your village, and in order to be part of that village, uh, they need to hang with you no matter what. Mm-hmm. I've had very good fortune in that regard. Uh, there have been very few people I've had to uh, disassociate myself from, and. Uh, there are folks that I haven't seen in decades can pick up the phone tomorrow, today, and uh, have a great uh, interaction. And, uh, yeah, there are, there are true friends that I have and have had. I wish I uh, had a greater, had, had uh, more ability to be around them and uh, share some things with them. But, you know, of course, as, as people pursue their lives in different parts of the country and different industries, uh, well, time and distance get in the way. You know, I know this one person used to be near and dear to my heart back in my before life, and she never really had a f- true friend. She had a bunch of associates, but her family was such a primary source of friendship that she and her family hardly ever ventured out into the world to get a true friend. Mm-hmm. And I think that getting a true friend is, I, I can't explain it. I, I have quite a bit of number of true friends that I can call, you know, drop of a hat, say, hey, I need this, that, and the other. And uh, um, and I just can't explain it. It's just astronomically enlightening to me that I actually have people in my life like that. It is tremendous. Tremendously positive. And sometimes you can't get over a hump without a true friend you know you're stuck on a hump or or you're or you're so depressed that you want to do something crazy and you have to rely on true friends because family's not always there you know Mm -hmm. family you know maybe you're not around family maybe you moved to alaska somewhere where there's no family so friends have to step in and and become your family Mm -hmm. so agreed shout out to true friends amen now those half-ass friends (laughs) Shout out for half-ass friends. You know who you are. They know who they matter, are. Matter of fact, you're probably looking in the mirror right now, knowing <laughs> that you're a half-ass friend. <laughs> knowing that your friend needs you, and what are you doing? You're watching Game of Thrones. Seriously, be there for your friend. Your friend needs you, but you're too worried about what they're wearing or or their hairdo. Or your friend needs you, or you're too worried about they got a better score than you on a test seriously you know if your friends do something better than you be happy for them say hey man good job good job I can't imagine what it's like to have that sort of trivia um, don't you have some half ass friends come on come on come on give it up well say it if they're half ass friends I suspect I haven't thought about them or interacted with them for quite some time so I'm just unaware. Um, I tend to focus on things that I can have an impact on, and those things that I can't, I ignore them. I don't know. I think you need half-assed friends to get through life. For what? It's like a stepping stone. You don't step on them, but they come into your life, and they don't act right. and They they maybe show you things you don't want to do or don't want to be. You know, I 
talk to people about positive and negative learning, where that positive learning is something that you want to achieve to or something you want to be. And that negative learning, somebody comes around and says, I do not want to be like that son of a gun. All right, so in that regard, half-assed friends do serve a purpose. Yeah, yeah. Everybody has a role. Mm-hmm. And we can segue in, in, into the roles of friends. Your friends, their role is to pick you up when you're down, but it's a symbiotic relationship. You know, they, they help you and you help them. You know, it, it's not one way. And when it becomes one way, then the half-ass comes in. <laughs> I know. You're probably right. Yeah. I'm right. This, this is my show. <laughs> <laughs> is that the criteria? <laughs> no, that's pretty much the given. But no, you know, but once again, shout out to Half-Ass Friends because you guys know who you are. And we love you. And we respect you. And thank you for being Half-Ass Friends and showing us what not to do. Hmm. Promptness. Oh, my God. That is one of your pet peeves, isn't it? It is. Yes. Yes. If you're going to be late, call somebody. Text. Send a smoke signal. You mean like this morning? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Alan. But you, but you're not late if you call or text or tell somebody ahead of time the time value just shifted. So it's not late. You're late when you show up after the time and you didn't call or text or anything. That's late. Understood. What the guy say in the drum line? You're late if you're on time and something something something. Well, uh, let me share it with you as uh, my niece, Nicole Perry, has shared it with me. Because she was once in the Shout bank. out to Nicole. Shout out. Uh, let's see. Uh, to be early is to be on time. To be on time is to be late. To be late is to smell the smoke. What smoke? <laughs> of the bus having left. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I thought there was a six guys on the couch. I'm sorry. Well, there's two guys on a chair here. Yeah. But we don't have anything but Gatorade and McDonald's orange drink. Hey, that'll do for now. Hmm. But this is fun podcasting. This is our first venture into this, and uh, we hope somebody gets something out of it. And if you don't, uh, I suggest you just... The only thing I want you to get out of this one today is to realize who your half-assed friends are. If you get nothing else out of this today, realize who your half-assed friends are, identify them, and thank them. Go up to them and say, hey, thank you for being a half-assed friend. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Do you really expect that kind thank of... Thank you for being a half-assed friend. I love you for it. Oh, goodness. Well, half-assed friends need love, too. Well, maybe we should come up with a... Uh... A card series for half-assed friends. How about that? Oh man, that'd be great. Maybe like sh- uh, like T-shirts, you know, magnets, underwear. Hallmark might not like it, but who knows? If you send somebody a half-assed friend, like a half-ass half-assed friend card, say thank you for being my half-assed friend. What do you think would happen? That'd be pretty interesting. I would hope that it would. prompt an open and honest conversation between the parties. I think they're going to be pissed. Okay, that may be one of many emotions. They may also be amused. Mm. 
that's not to be put on the list. Communication. Oh, man, that's a big one. Oh, it's a recurring theme. Oh, yeah. We talk about that every single time. Absolutely. Open and honest dialogue between two people. Sometimes hard to come by. Well, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. Hell. All the time. You know, not the fact that men and women communicate differently, but sometimes men and men communicate differently. There's been times I'd look you right in the face and told you something, and you don't understand it. I don't understand why. Well, is But that, that's all right, because you're my friend. Is that communication, or is it perception, or is it what? She like, right this minute, we're not communicating. Well. But that's okay. I think that you planted that. <laughs> Did you plant that? I would never do such a thing. And uh, the fact that you're accusing me of that. Beware of the, the never word. Beware of the never word. It's just the fact that you're accusing me of that opens up another dialogue. Oh, my goodness. Now yes. I'm, now I'm a, a, an accuser. Let's, let's not be a half-assed friend. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that my role or my uh, integrity changes on the meter that fast. Nah, you're all right. But, you know, back to the role thing. I had this conversation with, a, with another friend of mine about roles and how people in your life have, have roles. You know, your, your employees, coworkers have roles. Mm -hmm. Your kids have roles. Everybody has a role. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's your stepping stone to get through life. You know, not that you step on them, but you step with them along mm -hmm. your journey in life. What do you feel about that? Living with somebody? I think that's a good concept. Um, because in order for everyone to proceed and succeed, there's got to be pushing and pulling. Um, negotiation. Um, compromise. All of, the, all of the, the elements that go into learning how to be a good teammate. Be a good leader, be a good follower. Yeah, I think those are all important aspects of relationships. Yeah, relationships do do increase your livelihood, I think. You know, they can they can help you live better, live longer. You know, you're you know, they talk about choice of friends. You know, sometimes we don't have a choice of friends. Sometimes friends choose us. And and our our goal or our charge in life is to become their friend or not. Do me a favor. Elaborate on that matter of, well, that concept of others choose you as their friend. Let's say you're at work and, or, or you're at some venue and, and somebody comes up to you and they open up a conversation with you. And then over the course of the next couple of days, this person texts you over and over. Over and over, and it doesn't have to be the opposite sex. I've I've seen that where people have kind of latched onto you, and and maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. That's not a friend. That's a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> but stalkers can't become friends. Maybe in your life. Yeah, I, I I have a couple of stalker friends. Really? Yes. Hmm. Would you like to elaborate on that? I would not. <laughs> okay. But thank you for asking. <laughs> But no, but, but it's not a stalker kind of thing. Maybe people latch onto you because of your demeanor, maybe because you're a really good guy and you're really nice and people say, hey, that's a nice guy. I want to become his friend. 
Let it be male or female, it really doesn't matter. And mm. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. Hmm. And then we can roll into support from friends. Support? Support. Can I borrow $100? <laughs> wow. Right now I'm your half ass friend, sir. I'm sorry. <laughs> But isn't that what a half-ass friend would do? How about 50? <laughs> I'm half-ass. Well, 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 I need 100. Well, how about 50? I'm half-ass. Okay, I'll take it. Okay, all right. That was good. <laughs> Caught me off guard on that one. Notice that was compromise. <laughs> Offer and compromise. Hey, discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as you get older, I think offering compromise becomes more distant because you become more selfish. Can you see that? Mm. You know, people, now that we're two old guys, or, or that's Speak what Speak for yourself. That's, that's, that's what my, my uh, kids call me, the, you, know, you know, the old guy. That Yeah, I'm catching that too. I find myself to be more selfish with my time. Really? Oh, yeah. Hmm. You know, not that it's all about me, but it's becoming all about me over time because we've given of ourselves to our kids and our spouses and friends for the past 50 something years, 60 for some people. Watch out. And, uh, that's a long ass time. And no, it ain't. That's forever. That's like 0.6, uh, of a hundred. Where fifty is point five of a hundred. Is is this a math lesson? And fifty five is point five five of a hundred. <laughs> just in case you wondered. And, and uh, what are we talking about? I don't know. You uh, segued off into nowhere. Oh, support from friends. Hmm. Yeah. So you gotta have support from your friends. You know, uh, when I was going through my divorce, I, I don't think I would have made it without my friends, staff, colleagues. All that good stuff. Mm-hmm. They pick you up, dust you off, and say, "Hey, let's let's move on. Life goes on." But oh, wait, didn't I kick you in your butt a couple times? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, you heard me whine. You and Kim and Dave. <laughs> Shout out to Kim and Dave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, Kim and Dave, got me on straight and narrow. You know uh, what was it? Uh, something about heels. Yeah. That thing. Hills? Yeah. I love hills. Yeah. We haven't had a hill all summer, I don't think. We haven't ridden all summer. What happened? Summer's not over. Still got time. Still got time. Uh, Crabs in a Barrel. A African-American vernacular. Uh, how, how would you explain that? Is that limited to us? The first time I've heard it was limited to us, but it probably happens internationally uh, among all groups where people uh, once again get uh, distracted and or selfish and they don't want to see other people succeed. So they tend to bring them back in the back in the barrel Hmm. with them. So I can see where it could be international. Well, I do remember um, Dr. Kim Look talking about uh, that phenomenon in the Asian uh, communities 
um, Japanese versus Chinese versus Korean versus Vietnamese. There seems to be a pecking order. I'm not um, very aware of it, but I've heard him speak on it from time to time. So I believe that phenomenon is probably universal. It just may be characterized or framed as crabs in a barrel, more so in the African-American community. But that, uh, that may be a topic that uh, is worthy of further investigation. I'd like to uh, focus on one item that I think I've never heard any other group other than African Americans be referred to as uppity. Have you ever heard that word associated with any other people or ethnic group? Uh, no. Okay. And I think that relates to crabs in the barrel. Really? Yeah. Hmm. You know, maybe, maybe the one crab that got to the edge of the barrel, that crab is uppity. Really? You know, you know that crab has made it out or done well or, or, or has done something with his life, and the ones inside the barrel still haven't done anything. You know, maybe they're still in the system, still on Medicaid, this, that, and the other, which is not a bad thing. You know, but some people, uh, I feel, don't uh, strive for other things, and they just stand to they just stand a hole, and then once they're in that hole, they never get out. And sometimes it goes from generation to generation to generation, and the madness never stops. Hmm. So I think it's one and the same. But I think that Dr. Kim referred to was wasn't more. It, it wasn't relaying the crab in the barrel. I I, I think that was cross. Um, Asian, where one particular, either Chinese, Japanese, Korean, one, one particular group thinks they're better than another group. And, and that's what Kim was talking about. Okay. More so than the crabs in the barrel. Because crabs in the barrel would be just one group themselves, and they would pull each other back in individually, where it's not cross-sectional. Hmm. That's what I think. I think that's worthy of additional study. And once again, it's my show. Okay. I, I'm going to pull that card every now and then because it feels good. Why? <laughs> it feels good. Yeah, That's, but... That relates to some of that uh, that um, selfishness, selflessness. You're telling selfish. me. Yeah, no, no, no yeah, don't, put, to, don't yeah. put selfless in it. No. Yeah, yeah. It's selfish. Selfish. Selfishness. Yeah. That's me. There's some other Straight words up. I could apply to well, it, but I won't do, do that. Because I would have to change the rating on the show. Yep. Yeah. So are we rated PG at this point? Uh, positively good, yes. Okay. We are, yeah. Phonetically gruesome, yes. Oh, that's us. please. <laughs> I can't grab another one out of my head. I can't do one more. Um, personal relationships. Let it be female or male. You basically get hit back what you put in. Hmm. But I don't think that you intentionally put in enough so you get something back. That would be more like an in intentional cause and effect. You treat people nice because that's the way it's supposed to be, not because you want them to treat you nice. See what I'm saying? In, in other words, being conniving. Yeah. Well, I'm going to treat this one girl nice because she can cook for me or something. Yeah. I would never do that. Watch out for that never word. Yeah, that never. <laughs> N-E-V-E-R. Never, 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 ever. 
See, the never and the ever, that's like a double whammy. Never, ever, ever, never, ever. <laughs> I'm going to remain mute on that particular point today. What, personal relationships? Yeah. Or never? That. Oh. Uh, that what, first one? Never, ever. Oh, uh, okay. Well, sometimes never, ever does come around. There's Where a, does it come from? There's a couple things I would never, ever do. I would never smoke cigarettes. Or weed. Hmm. I would never. Wow. I, I, nothing comes to mind. I'm drawing a blank. Wow. That's interesting, huh? Mm. It, it leaves a wide open. Let me touch upon that for just a moment. <clears throat> Even though you're going to leave it alone. If ingesting marijuana or a THC laced product was proven to enhance your life, some aspect of your life, are you saying that you would not, under any circumstances, ingest it? I said smoke. Oh. Well, notice I broadened. Yeah, I know. Hmm. You, you took the parameters and, and pulled them outward. Yes. That's all right. What's your, ob what's your objection to smoking? Uh, it covers the alveoli in the lungs. It uh, uh, decreases your ability to absorb oxygen into your body. Mm. And that's a proven fact. Mm. Smoke, smoke is smoke. Smoke's not good for you. You don't see people running into burning buildings. Hey, they're, they're smoking that building. Let's go in there and, and smell <laughs> it. That doesn't happen. That's, point. that's pretty much on point. Good point. Good point. So, okay. No, no, leave me in here. Don't save me. I want to smell some smoke. Don't save me, please. Okay, fair enough. Scientific and factual. Every now and then I can pop something out. Next. Focusing on what's important in your daily life. Mm. How, do, how do you think we, we should be able to prioritize what's important to us, you know, when, when we go through life? You know, there's... There's, uh, uh, like to me, um, there's uh, uh, God, um, kids, friends. There's, there's so many entities that, that, that happen that you have to shift around. Mm -hmm. um, well, one could look at it as a challenge or one could look at it as an opportunity. Personally, I choose to frame it as an opportunity to immerse myself in the day's activities, in the day's uh, challenges. Well, the day's activities, be they required or optional. Some of the things have to be done. Some of the things you'd like to do. So it's a constant balancing act. I see it like a game of chess. You know, you... Every every move you do in life, there's a action and a reaction, mm -hmm. and you try to, you know, like in chess, you try to think ahead of what's going to happen if I do this, you know, uh, and 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 hopefully you don't get checkmated because that's probably the ultimate in failure. But like uh, Chris Rock said, you know, you go through life, and if your daughter's working at the 
strip club, <laughs> then you failed as a father. Is that the thing with the clear heels? Yep. <laughs> you have failed as a father if your daughter's working at a strip club. Mm-hmm. So. What if she owns it? That's a different story. You know, it's kind of like ingesting and smoking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> See how okay. I t- twist that around on you? What else we got today? Um, that's about it. Um, I'd like to start ending every show with a pet peeve. That's okay. what I thought about. All right. Um, pet peeve, show number two. Um, so think about that while, while I'm talking about my pet peeve. Uh, my, big, my biggest pet peeve, well, one of my biggest pet peeves is when I'm on the trail riding or hiking or whatever, people that walk dogs and they don't pick up the dog poop hmm. that that just chaps me it's like you know if you got a dog take care of it so I would love to see a movie or a, a Stephen King movie where people where all the poop is like it, it's like transported to their bed one night <laughs> they wake up and poop <laughs> I thought this through obviously oh goodness you know It'd be called like Poop King or something. Everybody in America or, or the whole world where where your dog is has pooped outside in every park and every every uh trail that that poop ends up on your bed. Kinda like uh Godfather when they had the horse's head in the bed, but a little different. So Alan, what's your pet peeve? My pet peeve is incompetent. Uh, motor vehicle operators. It's an ongoing pet peeve. It never seems to be resolved. Uh, <clears throat> improper lane changes, improper uh, following distances, uh, inability to accelerate properly and merge, uh, just bad habits. But, you know, as I think about it, everyone comes to a to an endeavor with a different skill set. And just because I have this belief that I'm a superior driver <laughs> doesn't mean that I am. <laughs> and as I think about it further, I, I take the position that perhaps I'm being unjust by believing that everyone should be able to drive as well as I do. I just want to put a side note there. Uh, Alan just made a description about bad drivers. So for all you guys trying to figure out what he's talking about, he's talking about bad drivers. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all the time we have today. We did our half hour, so show number two under the ropes. And uh, we hope you guys have a good day. Any parting words besides don't be a bad driver? And pick up the poop. Be safe. Peace.